This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insider's Yankees podcast for Monday, April 5th. The Yankees lost two out of three to the Blue Jays over the weekend, and, uh, well, they didn't hit very well in the two losses. Uh, they pitched pretty well most of the weekend. They held down a pretty good Blue Jays offense. A couple of home runs from Toronto really made the difference, and some guys that you've gotten used to seeing in home runs against the Yankees, and you probably will see again. Vladimir Guerrero, Randall Gritchick, they got some big hits for the Blue Jays. Toronto's got a really good team. We'll see if they can withstand the rigors of a full six-month, 162-game season. That's the big question for them. The Yankees, um, same old problems a couple of times, but um, you know, you're going to get tired of hearing that it's early and these guys are going to hit. Over the course of 162, they will hit. They will score runs. They will win a lot of games. And I know this is about October. You can't fast forward there. You have to let these guys get there. Again, my goal this year, durability over dominance. I don't care if it's a close race in the AL East. Other teams are allowed to be good. Toronto's allowed to be good. Tampa Bay's allowed to be good. Baltimore is good right now. We'll see how good they are this week uh, and the rest of the year. Um, But uh, it's it's really about keeping the guys healthy and keeping them on the field. And if I, I guarantee you, if Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Hicks and everybody else get 500-plus plate appearances, it's going to be a good year for the Yankees. They're going to score a lot of runs. They're going to win a lot of games. Um, Their pitching is really what was the question all winter and all spring. So far, it's looked pretty good. They haven't taken a full turn through. I haven't seen everybody yet. But, uh, you know, those are durability questions, too. You want to see these guys go through the long haul. It's not just about measuring them in the first couple of starts and the first couple of games of the year. Uh, frustrating to watch Aaron Judge bounce into double plays or strike out. Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Hicks strike out. You've got to let this play out a little bit longer. This is not a playoff series, and this is not indicative of what's going to happen in a playoff series because you got a long way to get there. So let's, uh, let's just remember that... Uh, same thing you hear every year. It's early. Always applies. I understand that doesn't make you feel better about October, but let's worry about October when we get to October because uh, how a team gets there is is very important as well. Uh, I wanted to bring up something that I mentioned on the radio on Sunday after the game, and it's going to be kind of an ongoing topic all year long. The Yankees have Glaber Torres as their shortstop. They've committed to him. They brought back DJ LeMahieu to play second base rather than, you know, LeMahieu going someplace else and then having to maybe move Torres to second. 
to find a shortstop. They've committed right now to Glaber Torres as their shortstop. The question is for how long and what do they need to see in order to make that call. There were a handful of plays over the weekend against Toronto that, you know, a couple that Torres got handcuffed on on a bad bounce and some long throws and some infield hits. You know, maybe a couple that he wouldn't have made the play anyway or nobody else would have made the play anyway. But there was one specific play that uh, they got me thinking on Sunday. There was a ball hit uh, deep into the hole and Torres backhanded it through to first. Jay Bruce wasn't able to snag it. Um, a better first baseman maybe makes that play. A better shortstop maybe makes a better throw. Uh, play Bruce thought that popped was that better that I'm thinking he buys ball and throws to Anthony Cub. That play out at first stare. It didn't cost the Yankees anything. The very next batter made an out, and the inning was over. So uh, it wasn't like it cost the pitcher an extra, you know, 100 pitches on his arm or anything like that. It's, uh, it's just a matter of watching that play and watching a couple other plays over the weekend that got me thinking. Uh, we know that Glaber Torres isn't the best shortstop option for the Yankees because even the Yankees have admitted that he's better as a second baseman. So the question is, is to the Yankees' decision here has to because they've got shortstop options coming out. Francisco Lure is off the market because he signed his extension, but there are a ton of other shortstops who will make a lot of money and are available on the free agent market most likely when this season is over. They haven't signed extensions like Lindor has, and um, I think you feel pretty good that these guys are going to at least get to open bidding because uh, you know you don't get this close to free agency and not test it out most likely. Baez is 28. Carlos Correa is 26. Corey Seager is 26. Trevor Story is 28. Those four are the top of the free agent shortstop class. And regardless of position, you would think players of that caliber are available for the Yankees in a year when they've gone ahead, committed resetting the tax threshold this year. It means they can go out and send dignities, which is what they did with Garrett Cole a couple of years ago. So uh, if this is what they're committed to this year, with the idea that they can spend again, well, these are really great players to spend on, and you've got to make this decision. Maybe they've made that decision already. Maybe they've decided that they're going to spend a boatload. Because I think we already knew that Garrett Cole was kind of in that mode, right? You, you kind of had this idea. I mean, you didn't know it was going to play out until it played out. But the idea was the Yankees were, were in position, were ready to spend a lot of money on Garrett Cole, and they obviously did, and they signed him. So maybe they've made that decision already that they're going to pursue the sh- uh, shortstop. But... Uh, the answer has to be a little more clearer when you're watching Glaber Torres and trying to figure it out. He's, he's, and this isn't crushing Glaber Torres. I think he's a fabulous talent. As I said, he is an offensive force, and he is going to be an all-star and a fixture in this league for a very long time, a terrific player for a very long time. But you've had little indications watching him play shortstop that, you know, this isn't Maybe his best position, maybe it's not your best option when you have other options available. Is he the best player for a championship caliber Yankees team at shortstop? Because right now he has to be better than he is now. They've already admitted that. They've already talked about working with him at shortstop. They've talked about how he's better at second base, and they're trying to get him to be more consistent. So the question is, is he better, and can he be better? I guess that's more than one question. Uh... But right now, he's proving to me every day that he's not the answer at shortstop long-term, rather than he is. Because what I need from him right now, I need him to show me that he is the answer at shortstop. And that's not happening right now. 
Now, this is early too. This is only three games. But I have a longer track record of what I'm seeing with Glaber Torres. Just as, you know, you don't you know that all these batters aren't gonna hit under a hundred all year because that's not what happens during a baseball season. But I've got a longer history of Glaber Torres playing shortstop, and I've seen what he is. So I just need him, I need to know, has he gotten better and will he get better? Because if he's not, then I need to maybe go out and get Javi Baez or Carlos Correa or Corey Seager or Trevor Story. Um, I'll even throw another name maybe this year, depending on how this thing shakes out, depending on the extent, you know, how Luke Voigt comes back from his injury. And if uh, Glaber is, is still kind of an issue at shortstop, um, Miguel Rojas of the Marlins is a guy I know plenty of people really like for his dependability, what he can bring. I don't think he's a free agent target necessarily, but he's probably pretty cost effective and can help stabilize the infield. The Marlins loved him last year. A lot of people in the Marlins organization who obviously came from the Yankees really like Rojas, and there are people in the Yankees organization who like Rojas as well. Um, Is this a potential trade acquisition in July? Uh, That's, you know, probably a little farther down the road than we can see right now. Because, uh, again, you're going to get Luke Voigt back and you have all these pieces to fit into the puzzle. And Glaber Torres can still get better. But as of now, he's not showing me he's gotten better. And this is, again, this is not a knock at Glaber Torres as a player. It's simply about figuring out, is he going to be your answer at shortstop? Um, Because if he's not, I need to know that this year. The Yankees need to know that this year because that's when you make the decision. You can't commit to Glaber Torres now and then find out a year from now, hmm, you know what? He's not the right answer at shortstop because then it's going to be too late to sign Baez, Correa, Seager, or Story. These are the guys that are available this winter. You have six months to figure this out. Maybe less, and it might take less. Um, but all these plays that are being made right now, you're kind of saying, you, you're you're taking his temperature every day, and maybe that's unfair. It's it's probably just as fair as measuring everybody after each single at bat, after every game, saying this 0 for 4 establishes who this player is. But I think from a fielding perspective, I think it's a little bit different because you've seen the track record here, and you're just waiting for him to be better at that position. Um, Derek Jeter took a lot of hits from people uh, for his uh, lessening range as he got older. And it was all pretty legit. Um, listen, he just got older into his mid to late thirties, simply wasn't moving as well. Positioning became a better, a more important thing. But here's one thing that I remember. And as many balls got by Derek Jeter up the middle on the ground or, or were hitting the hole that he wasn't making, you know, plays he was making at 25, he wasn't making at 35. Um, but as many times as that happened, here's one thing I know. When the game was on the line or there were two outs in an inning, I was never afraid the ball was going to be hit to Derek Jeter. Now, you can question whether or not he was going to get to a ball with range, but a ball hit to him, you were pretty sure that he was going to make the play. And right now, I can't say that yet about Glaber Torres. I'm, and that's the answer I need to know. Can he make the plays well enough to, to just to be the answer there. And if the answer is no, then you've already decided you have to play on the free agent market this winter. And that's kind of what you're kind of looking at right now. That's kind of how I'm looking at Glaber Torres. And the other thing you want to make sure, 
You want to make sure that his offensive prowess continues. You cannot let any defensive issues affect his play at the plate. And if he's going to be more comfortable playing second base and have less pressure on him and hit better, well, then maybe that's the answer too. Um, You cannot risk him taking his defensive troubles to the plate and becoming a lesser offensive player. And if it means having to move LeMahieu over to first, you know, he signed long-term, and have to move Luke Voigt, well, you know, I said over the winter that was an area I would explore um, simply because there was value to Luke Voigt. Nothing against Voigt as a player, but uh, you had value there that you could explore. And if there are weaknesses on this team right now, I'd say infield defense is certainly one of them. You have some pretty good defenders in LeMahieu and Urshela, sure, but the range is lesser all over the infield, and I have a question at shortstop, I have a question at first, and these are plays that need to get made, um, especially if you're going to win a World Series. So, uh, while while we wait for the day that you know Jay Bruce can maybe move back to an outfield role and Luke Voigt gets healthy, that still doesn't solve your issue. Gleyber Torres at shortstop is just a question you have to have, and I hope he hits well and takes some of this pressure off, but the defensive question is still going to be there, and when you've got a stellar uh, class of free agent shortstops coming out, you're going to be asking that question almost every day from now to the end of the season. Want to remind you to subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders on all your podcast platforms. Remember, radio.com is now Odyssey, so head to the Odyssey app, and you can subscribe, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get them, and also on the WFAN.com homepage, you will find the links as well. My Yankees reports, Ed Coleman's Mets reports, uh, twice weekly during the course of the regular season. Thanks for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.